0: And Johnson, we have arrived at Viking 360. <laughs> We're celebrating
1: episode 100. Doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem possible. It really doesn't, Rube. And you think about uh, when we all uh, began this. Uh, getting to 100 episodes uh, seemed like a long way off, but uh, here we are. Just uh, I guess what about three football seasons later? Uh, hard to believe. Well, we'll be talking about uh,
0: Viking football in uh, episode 100. Uh, I had an interview with uh, Buchanan Upshur coach Zach Davis, and I also spoke with Ripley grad Jason
1: Fulia. He had an interesting uh, game to broadcast last week for the Ironton Tigers. I had a chance to, to chat with the senior Elijah Miller and talked about uh, his game uh, last week up in Wellsburg. Uh, and uh, where the Vikings uh, go after uh, that ball game as uh, they welcome, as you said, the uh, and Upshur Buccaneers to town. I also had a chance to chat uh, with volleyball player Brianna Hudson and cross-country standout, who we've talked to a few times, Haley McCune. She's gotten off to a great start this year. And uh, speaking of great starts, I had a talk with
0: Nick Hill, who is the goalie for the Vikings soccer team.
1: Rube, once again, we we have to say thank you to uh, RipleyVikings.com, one of our sponsors, uh, and and what they're doing with Viking apparel uh, with T-shirts and hats, sweatshirts, Shorts, all the good stuff, Rube. Uh, you and I both have, have partaken in that and boy, they, they put out a great product.
0: Yes, and even if you don't win the 100-episode contest, you can still use the coupon code VIKING360 and get 15% off your order at ripleyvikings.com. All right, 100th episode, here we go. It's football time in Death Valley. Let's bring on the Vikings. Ripley and Buchanan Upshur first met on the football field in the year 2002. That was a playoff game with the Vikings prevailing 26 to 14. It was the final game played on natural grass at Memorial Stadium. The Vikings and Buccaneers have since played every year since 2017, with Ripley winning 35 to 7 in 2017. In 2018, the score was 27 to 12 in Ripley's favor. In 2019, the Vikings prevailed 38 to 7, and in 2020, Ripley won the game 42 to nothing. So the overall series stands at Ripley five, but Cannon zero.
1: He's no stranger to Viking football, but Zach Davis is the first year head coach of Buchanan Upshur. The Buccaneers had been scheduled to play Bridgeport last week, but the game was canceled due to the COVID situation.
0: Our guest on the podcast is uh, Buchanan Upshur coach Zach Davis, and he is new to Buchanan, but certainly not new to playing Ripley. Uh, he saw us uh, at both uh, Riverside and Nitro during his tenure in the Kanawha Valley. So, coach, welcome to the podcast.
2: Great to be on it. I have I have one myself, and uh, I always enjoy being on other people's podcasts. This is fun.
0: Well, tell me about uh, your early impressions of uh, of Buchanan Upshire.
2: Oh man, what a what a great community, uh, great place to work. Uh, just a bunch of great people to be around, and uh, we've uh, we've been embraced by the community.
0: We really just enjoy being here and and working with the, the players and the community to help uh, move our football program forward. And, and what do you hope, uh, what are your goals for the program uh, there with the Buccaneers?
2: Oh, we want to win today. We want to be better today than we were yesterday. And then we want to, we want to build it uh, with a strong foundation and then just make it, make our football team as good as it can be year in, year out. Uh, let, the, let the wins and losses fall where they may, but uh, our kids will know that we we
0: love them, and that we are here to help them become better people and better football players. Very good. And Coach, it's been a an interesting season. We thought that uh, 2020 was going to be uh, the, the weirdest season in high school football history, but uh, 2021 20, might be shaping up uh, along similar lines there. I know you've had an unusual start to your season there at Buchanan. Yeah, I mean... The... Uh, COVID is not going away. It's going to be here for the foreseeable future, and we're having to navigate that like everybody else. And I understand that uh, the city uh, is experiencing uh, some water problems just from the some of the photos that uh, that I uh, noticed on on Facebook.
2: Yeah, we've had some significant rain uh, last night and today. And I think that all that'll pass by, and then we'll uh, we'll be fine. It's, it's just, you know, you can have a chop of the storm come through, and that's, that's what happens.
0: Well, Coach, uh, you, you've you been to Ripley before, but what are your uh, thoughts on, on coming back and, and taking on the Vikings on Friday night? Oh, man, Ripley's, it's, Ripley's a wonderful community. Uh, I'm really good friends with Bryce Casto, who uh, played there, and uh, I think he's still out the family there, and uh, i have really good friends with Eddie
2: Spolder, uh, the former head coach. Uh, I've been up there numerous times to talk football and life with him, and I've talked with Coach Sayer as well in the past. You're always going to get a tough, hard-nosed football team. When you play Ripley, they're going to be disciplined. They're going to do, do what they do well. And uh, it's going to be an exciting game Friday.
0: I think so, Coach. And uh, we have uh, many listeners to our podcast uh, who are baseball fans as well. And you have a, an interesting baseball connection, uh, Major League Baseball connection. Why don't you, uh, tell our listeners uh, about that? Yeah, I, my dad Storm Davis, and, I, and he played for baseball for I think he think he told me fifteen years is what is the number he
2: he uses he counts. Uh, played a couple World Series, uh, and just a, a great baseball player. But but an even better dad. He was a wonderful dad. Um, he just was a it was a great he was a great role model, and uh, he uh, he's very humble though. So unless you ask him directly, he would never he would never talk
0: about it. Yeah. Well, coach, you have your own podcast and uh, tell us uh, about what you have to offer on your podcast.
2: Well, it's called the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Uh, I had the former head coach of Ripley Eddie Spalter was on it a while back. Uh, I've had superintendents on the podcast. I've had high school coaches from West Virginia, Georgia, Maryland. I have ones that I just talked about different different subjects and it's something I started Couple years back, and it's just a hobby of mine, and uh, it's been fun to, to meet some cool people doing it. It's amazing like, you know, when you ask people that are very successful in their field to to talk to you. Most of them are very willing to share uh, their, I guess, their their secrets to success, or lack of a better term. And it's been a it's been a fun ride uh, doing it. I look forward to continue doing it as well.
0: And, and coach, if someone would like to listen to the podcast, how would they go about doing that?
2: It's on. All- major podcast platforms and it's just called mind of a football coach and you type that you search that it'll it'll pop up
0: coach thank you very much for talking with me and uh, we'll see you on friday evening
2: yes sir thank you looking forward to it
1: he's on the field a lot on friday nights he's mr excitement he's elijah miller great game last week man um you know i talked about during the broadcast. I'm not sure where we would have been at halftime without your return yardage. Uh, it was keeping us in the game. It was giving us great field position. Uh, your return game was fantastic. Do you like that part of it? I, I notice you immediately get the ball and turn up field. You love contact. You don't shy away from it. But you're trying to get north and south.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I love to be back there catching balls for, I mean, just return the ball. I love, I love it. It's fun for me. But I really got to top it off for my line who was blocking for me. I mean, defensively on punt returns, they did a heck of a job blocking for me on punt returns. And on kickoff return, they did a great job blocking for me. I mean, I almost broke one if I had a little more speed to me. But, I mean, they did what they could to help me out.
1: You did everything, man. You were playing defense. You were returning kicks. You were catching passes over the middle. Uh, Do you like being out there that much? I mean, I don't think you came off the field.
3: Yeah, I mean, I love to play. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite things. And I'm going to do anything I can to help the team. And I mean, I don't care what position I have to be, I'll, I'll go out there and I'll play my hardest every down. You're a tall, lanky player, you know, a guy that uh, is a tough matchup, especially
1: cornerbacks, uh, because of your size. It's hard for them to cover you, uh, and then when you're in the slot and you're playing over the middle of the field, it's, it's tough for linebackers to cover you because of your speed. So you're a, a mismatch uh, nightmare, and I know you, you enjoy that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was really just, I mean, it was just really the gift from God, honestly, giving me my height and speed and everything but uh really it's just the game plan we set up and how the team just i mean the team helps me out a lot like it's not just me i mean it's with Ty throwing the ball it's with the offensive line blocking for us i mean it's really it's a whole team effort something about you
1: that i noticed in basketball last year you're a bit of a throwback guy i mean you play with a little bit of an edge uh you you, it almost looks like you're playing mad And, and I think that's a good thing. Somebody's got to play uh, when you get between the, the, the lines to flip the switch and you kind of become this alter ego, and I like that about you. I think that pulls guys along behind you.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm all about playing the old school hardhead football or on basketball. I mean, I'm, I like to get the rebounds. I like to do the dirty work. I don't, I don't shy away from getting hit. I love the contact. I love getting on the ground. It's, that's, probably, that's one of my favorite things about the game is how physical you have to be.
1: We're going to need you this week against Buckhane and Upshur. Uh, this team needs a win. They need something positive uh, going. Uh, what will it take for us to get a win and get back to one-on-one?
3: I mean, the team that has been practicing this week has been a completely different team. Uh, I feel like we're we're definitely ready. We're, we're all coming together as a team, and it's more like a brotherhood out there than it was just last week. It was more like we had a long bus ride up there, and we weren't really ready to play. But this week we're excited to play. We're excited to give the fans what they want to they want to see.
1: Can't wait to watch what you give us this week, man. Good luck to you. Thank you.
0: Ripley High Cross Country has a meet on Saturday going to Cabell Midland. That is also the site for the state cross country championship. And uh, Haven McCune is among the favorites to compete in that
1: race. Senior year already. I know uh, we've interviewed you a few times here on the uh, podcast, uh, but uh, time flies, doesn't it? I'm Think we've interviewed you three or four times but now we look back and and here you are as a senior yeah well how fast has this gone for you and and uh you look at the success that you've had running uh, at Ripley High School whether it be track and field or whether it be in cross country uh it you know not to not to make it sound like too punish here but you know you certainly uh, time has flown by
4: Yeah, I would say it's went by really quick because, I mean, you come in as a freshman and you think it's going to be like, I mean, you hear, yeah, high school flies by, but you really don't believe it until you actually get into it. And then you realize it really does go by really quick.
1: So you had a really good meet this last uh, weekend. You finished ninth uh, in your first meet of the season as a senior. Uh, Tell us how that unfolded and and, uh, tell us how that day went for you.
4: All right. Well, when I started um, that race, I mean, I was kind of, you know, I had a little bit of nerve, nervous in me and all that stuff. But I mean, once I got out there on the line, I kind of just I was more confident in how I was doing and how I was performing this season. And I went up on the line and I just said, I got this. And then when I started off, I started off way easier than I normally do. And then as the gun went off, I gradually gotten faster every point of the meet. And I just tried to catch everybody that I possibly could. And I ended out really strong, felt really good. And I did really well.
1: You know, for someone who's had uh, as good of a career as you had to this point uh, uh, in high school, it still has to be a confidence builder for you to, to come out of the gates like
2: that.
4: Yeah, it really has boosted my confidence individually as just as who I am um because i mean i did basketball and stuff and but i didn't really have the confidence but once i started running it really boosted my confidence because i've actually succeeded very well in it
1: so you run track and field obviously you, you run cross country of course we're talking about now uh, what are some of the main differences other than, than the obvious uh, of of the uh, places that you're competing but mentally and physically What are some of the differences that you face in cross-country compared to track and field events?
4: Um, Cross-country, I just feel like it's kind of more um, – how would I explain it? Um, I
1: I know it's got to be tough because you never really know, uh, you know, from your footing to to the terrain that you're going to be on. I mean, I'm sure that's got to be difficult.
4: Yeah, I feel like it's kind of in a way similar just because of the fact – I mean, I just do long distance, um, but, I mean, I would say I like cross-country way better um, just because you have a lot more different sceneries besides track. You just kind of run in a circle.
1: You're a distance runner, so you've obviously experienced the runner's high. Explain that a little bit uh, and and kind of where you go mentally when you get into that run.
4: Um, when I get into a runner's high, I kind of just – it's like – you get just a full of energy to where you just feel like you can go even harder as you go. And I feel like, um, Saturday, I kind of had that adrenaline going, um, just feeling really good. And then as I was feeling good, I just kind of progressed and gotten faster. And, um, actually I, um, have gotten 45 seconds faster than my first meet of last year. So I've really worked really hard to get that.
1: Without a doubt. And then, and then you, uh, have those days where you don't feel well and you you go out there and your legs feel like uh, you're wearing concrete boots. Maybe. How do you, how do you push through that? I mean, especially as a distance runner.
4: Um, you just really got to stretch really well and you have to really take care of your legs. Um, and I will admit I'm pretty bad at taking care of myself, (laughs) but, um, where I do have a disability and all that, I really do have to stretch even more than everybody else. And, um, it's a lot to handle, that's for sure.
1: So what's your uh, outlook for 2021 personally and for the team? What, what, do you, what are some of the goals uh, that you guys want to accomplish and that you want to accomplish uh, personally?
4: Um, a goal for the team is I would love to win regionals again. Um, since we did do that first time for the school last year, I would love to do that again um, and get everybody to states. I would love that. Um, and then for me personally I just want to make it to states again I have all through high school and I would love to do it another time last round about Um, and I would love to get at least maybe top 10 I would love to get top 10 at states
1: Haley thank you so much for the time best of luck the rest of the way and uh, enjoy it because as you know it goes by quickly
4: yes thank you
1: Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more.
0: Lady Viking Volleyball picked up a win this week over the Wayne Pioneers. And Brianna Hudson was
1: one of the reasons why. So what is it uh, for you being the lone senior on this young and talented team?
5: It's not much different than I expected because I have my underclassmen there to like help me out. And we're a really good team and we all get along really well. And it makes it really enjoyable.
1: Uh, You and your team had an impressive win Tuesday night at Wayne County. Uh, to even the season uh, record at one and one. Uh, what do you think that'll do for your team moving forward?
5: I really help. I really think it'll help boost their confidence because at the beginning of the season, everyone was really down about losing our first game. But coming back and winning at Wayne County really helped them and showed them what they could do throughout the season.
1: So explain to me, uh, as I talked to your coach last week, I'm, I'm volleyball ignorant, so you'll have to forgive me. I do like watching it uh, because there's so much going on, it's it's so uh, much action, nonstop. But explain to us uh, what position you play and what your role is on this Lady Viking team.
5: I play an outside um, hitter, and I really like to motivate everyone. Like, I don't want anyone on the team to feel down or like sad if they mess up. Like, I'm really just there to like help everyone like boost their confidence because I don't want anyone to feel down if they mess up or anything.
1: Okay, when you say outside hitter now, explain to those of us uh, who don't know exactly what that means. When, when the ball's in the air, what are your responsibilities?
5: My responsibility is to, like, um, hit – like, they're going to pass it up, and then they're going to set it, and then we hit it and try to get a kill or at least a block. Because some, when the ball comes back over the net, our front row is, goes up to block the ball to trying to stop it from coming back over and to get a point.
1: Volleyball, as I mentioned a moment ago, it's a very exciting, fast-moving sport. Let's get fans to fill the health center. Uh, let's get these your your classmates. Let's get the community to come out and watch you guys play. How do we get them to do that? Because this is such a fun sport to watch.
5: I think we just need more advertisement. I feel like a lot of people don't know the days we play or when we're playing or whatever because they don't really talk about it a lot at school. Like they'll mention it, but like no one really like goes farther in like the times and details because if they don't know they're not going to show up
1: volleyball players great athletes fair question or fair statement to make you guys uh do some amazing things out there on the court brianna we wish you the best of luck this year hope to catch back up with you at some point this season but uh, best of luck to you and lady vikes thank you Ripley High graduate Jason Filial is the radio voice of the Ironton, Ohio Tigers. Jason announced an incredible conclusion to last week's game against Jackson, Ohio.
0: Well, an unusual game that uh, Jason Filia, a Ripley graduate, uh, had the opportunity to announce on Friday. He's been the voice of the Ironton Tigers for 24 years, and Ironton has had much success in football, but no play possibly more thrilling, Jason, than the one you had uh, Friday evening against Jackson, Ohio.
6: Uh, it was the, the craziest ending I've seen to a high school football game in my life. And, and I've been doing this and watching for a long time. And you just kind of dream of opportunities like that, that something miraculous, amazing, or unbelievable would happen, as, as we've said uh, during the broadcast. But, yeah, uh, Ironson and Jackson, it was a defensive battle the whole game. And uh, Jackson drove down the field in the fourth quarter on the ground. They got at field goal range, called the timeout. Uh, their sophomore kicker came in and booted a, a short field goal. Time on the clock showed 1.4 seconds, so there's there's still a chance. Um, but, you know, a situation like that, you're looking at a squib kick, and the, the kick team comes down, covers it up, and the game's over. 99% of the time, that's what happens. 1% of the time, you'll see a kick return for a touchdown like we saw there. and uh, That's exactly what happened. Ironton got the ball in the squib kick. He had a couple of pitches, and it's you know a jailbreak. At that point, you're just trying to keep the ball alive and keep the game going as long as you can. Two pitches, and uh, Ty Perkins runs about 75 yards for the touchdown. So it was a pandemonium. Place is going crazy. The bench empty. They jumped on uh, Ty Perkins in the end zone. A dog pile and. Uh, just elation there at Tank's Memorial Stadium. It was,
0: it was amazing. And, Jason, for guys that are, are my age, we remember the infamous game between the, the University of California and the Stanford Cardinal, and that had a similar ending to this, only I don't think the band was on the field <laughs> at Ironton.
6: No, the, the band wasn't on the field, and it's funny you mention that because as we come out of the commercial break, we took a commercial break after the field goal, we came back and, and I said, Well, Ironton needs a Stanford-Cal kind of ending right here in this one. And sure enough, that's what happened. Nobody ran on the field uh, while the play was going on. There was no band. There was no fans. It was just the players, 22 players, uh, trying to make that happen. And the 11 for Ironton were successful at doing that.
0: All right, Jason, we're going to let our listeners uh, enjoy uh, those final few seconds. And uh, we'd like to wish uh, you and the Tigers the best of the luck the rest of the way in.
6: I appreciate that, Rube. Thank you so much. And by the way, go Vikes. Hireton in need of a Stanford Cal type of ending here. He's trailing 10-7, one second to go. 1.4 left. probably just flip this one. And he will kick a line drive kick that rolls around. It's picked up by Braxton Pringle. Laterals it back to... Wilson. Wilson running left. He's got somebody behind him. He pitches at the last moment, and this is Ty Perkins. Perkins running around. He's got some room here on the near side. Here goes Ty Perkins. Perkins at the 45-50. He's to the 45-40. Look at him go. Look at him go. Ty Perkins. Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown. Fighting Tigers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Holy cow, can you believe it? 1.4 to go, and the Tigers take it the distance for the huge win. No flags on the play, and the Tigers are going to get the win. Unbelievable.
1: Ripley Vikings soccer is off to a solid start this season. One of the keys to the Vikings has been the play of Nick Hill, He's the man in the net for the Blue and White.
0: We're talking with the Viking junior goalie, Nick Hill. Nick, thanks for being with us on the
7: podcast. Thanks for having me. Nick, tell me about your uh, soccer background. How long have you been at this sport? I've been playing since I was five or six. but I started goalie when I was about nine. And how did that end up that you ended up in the net? Uh, this put me back there, and I was the best at it, so this kept me there.
0: <laughs> and for good cause. So this year... The Vikings are off to a three and one start, and in those three victories, they have allowed one goal or less. So, uh, what is going right for Viking soccer at this point?
7: Oh, we're defending pretty well and holding the midfield, and the ball's not really getting back there to the goal. So, you're, they don't need—they uh, don't depend on you for a whole lot of saves. Yeah, not as much as last year.
0: So. Uh, by being in the net, you get a good view of the entire field. And uh, by the Vikings winning uh, three of their first four, what do you see that this team does well? What do you think
7: are the strengths of this soccer team? The midfield gets back and helps on defense a lot. It really helps out. So it's more than this four defenders, five or six to seven maybe sometimes.
0: All right, on Saturday, you've got a, uh, a big game coming up against Huntington. Do you know anything about the, the Highlanders? Uh, traditionally, they are, are pretty strong in, in the sport.
7: Yeah, we haven't beat them in a few years. We tied and lost, so we we're looking to win. What do you think is the key to winning that game? Just staying composed and playing hard. Very good. Nick, thanks a lot, man. Yep, thanks for having me.
0: to all of our loyal listeners and in honor of our 100th episode. We partner with one of our sponsors, RipleyVikings.com, to give away $25 in free merchandise from their online store. All you have to do to become eligible is
1: complete these three easy steps. First, go to our Viking 360 Facebook page and like our post referring to our 100th episode. Also, comment on that post and share the post for public to view. On Wednesday of next week, we will randomly select the winner and announce that winner on next week's podcast and on all of our social media feeds. Thank you for making 100 episodes possible. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.